Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Father Andrew Mattingly. I am a Catholic priest in Kansas City, Missouri, and this is a podcast where I post homilies and random other stuff that I might teach or speak about. Hope you find something useful and maybe even inspiring. God bless you. Tonight is the night of salvation. Not only the night when our Lord rose from the dead and and broke the bonds of sin and death, it will also be a night of salvation here. We have three individuals that will receive baptism following the homily. Shane Hillman, Tylesha Stewart, and Irma Walker. They've all been in preparation for as long as two years in one of their cases to prepare for this moment when Jesus is going to change their life forever. Um, so for the three of you, first of all, just know that we are praying for all of you tonight. Um, and I would ask you to pray above all. We have a, a special duty that anyone who becomes our brother or sister in the church, that we pray for their perseverance. Uh, because once baptized, we have to stay faithful to that until death. And as we all know, it's not an easy thing. So the first thing I would ask all of you tonight is to pray for these three catechumens that are about to become one of our brothers and two of our sisters in Christ. As I was thinking about what to preach about on this sort of night of all nights, the mother of all nights, um, one theme came to mind, which is the theme of water, which is just sort of all over the liturgy tonight. We've heard a little bit about it so far in the different readings, uh, but we'll hear a lot more about it as we move into the baptismal liturgy and afterwards. Water, you know, is sort of a mysterious substance because at one and the same time, it can be extremely destructive. Think about floods and, and tsunamis and hurricanes and so on. Water can be one of the most destructive forces on the planet. At the same time, without water, we would die. It's one of the most essential things to life. Plants need it, animals need it. If we don't get it for seven days, we'll die. So water is this this very unique substance, this very unique reality. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. I want to draw your attention to another reality that's also mysterious in perhaps a similar sense, which is the reality of death. Death, of course, is the most destructive force that we experience. It's the ripping apart, the separation of soul from body. At the same time, though, most peoples down through the centuries, from the dawn of human history, have often wondered if death doesn't also have a sort of upside, that if it isn't some sort of entryway into a better life. And and people have asked this question. Well, the only definitive answer that's ever been given to that question of whether death doesn't also have a a flip side that is an upside, the only definitive answer ever given to that question has been given by Jesus of Nazareth. The only man in human history to ever die and then rise from the dead to never die again. The only one. He has answered the question that there can be some greater good beyond the most destructive force on this earth, which is death. 
you know, in our modern society, many people are attempting different methods to sort of prolong natural life, right? Whether that's sort of prolonging the way we look through different oils and creams and, you know, anti-aging stuff and so on. Prolonging natural life through certain diets and vitamins and supplements. There's even talk now of some people saying that they want to sort of cryogenically freeze themselves so that they can live on into some future era and then be woken up again, right? What do we make of these attempts to prolong natural life? Well, while they might be understandable, as an old high school teacher of mine would say, he would probably describe them as lame sauce. <laughs> That's what he would say. That's the exact term he would use. It's a lame attempt to extend a life in the veil of tears. Understandable. But what we have in Jesus Christ is a definitive solution. He has risen from the dead to never, ever die again. And He has made it possible for every human being who approaches Him with humility and faith to participate in this definitive victory. Not some lame extension of natural human life for an extra 10 or 12 years. We're talking about eternal life in a glorified spiritual body. Not this rough thing that we wear around on a daily basis. When Jesus rose from the dead, He rose in a spiritual glorified body, not bound by space and time. He could walk through walls and things. Everyone who approaches Him in faith, who says, yes, Lord, I believe in You and I will follow You, He allows them to participate in this victory. And what is the moment when that begins? It's the moment of baptism. The Lord looked around all of the substances that He had made in creation. He said, what substance out there could best symbolize the work that I want to do in every human soul? A destructive work, destroying in their soul sin and the effects of sin. And a restorative work of creating new life in them. In fact, giving them my own life. What substance could best symbolize this? He said, I know. I will use water. I will use water. In, in just a few minutes, our three catechumens are going to ask the Lord. Well, actually, I'll ask them questions and they'll respond. But they will affirm their desire for baptismal water to be a destructive force in their souls to destroy all that is not of God. Original sin, personal sin. They will ask for all of that to be destroyed. And I'll also ask them some questions and they'll affirm their desire for the same water to create something new in their souls. To create something completely otherworldly, which is the life of God Himself in them. The Holy Trinity coming down to dwell in their souls. The greatest things that happen at any moment in history are always things that are invisible to the naked eye. And we will, we will see that tonight.
This water will destroy evil in them and will restore them to grace. Now, the three of you know, after being in catechesis for so long, you can obviously fall away from that. You can sin. But as you also know, from this moment forward, you will have a unique opportunity to take advantage of the mercy of Jesus in the sacrament of confession. And so as St. John told the first Christians, he said, My little children, I'm writing this to you that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. And now when the Lord creates this new life in all of you, He is also going to need your witness. He's also going to need you to shine in the world, a world that's dark, that doesn't know Him. Your life needs to be resplendent with virtue. You need to carry Christ in your heart wherever you go to defend Him when necessary with your words, and even to be ready to suffer for Him. And after their initiation is all done, friends, we will renew our own baptismal promises. That moment when the Lord made everything new for us, when everything changed, and we will renew our commitment to also be credible witnesses in the world. When people see us, they must See Jesus Christ. They must. If they don't, how will they come to know Him? We must be the bridge for that. It's not going to be someone else. When you renew your baptismal promises tonight, when I walk around the room and splash you all with water, remember what you've been called into. This is the mission of all missions, the identity of all identities, to be another Christ in the world. As you leave this vigil tonight, I ask you to, to recommit yourself to living that out and know that the Lord will help you. He's desperate to help you.